Well, hey there, sweeties. Welcome back to Friendless. I'm your pal, James Avramenko, and today is a very spooky day. The way that the show has timed out, the episode is coming out on the best day of the year, other than my birthday, say Halloween. Look, the truth of the matter is you can take the boy out of the theater, but you can never really take the theater out of the boy. And who doesn't love an opportunity to get dressed up and run around and demand candy from strangers? I mean, what's better than that? Not many things. Of course, as with most things in 2023, um, this October didn't shake out exactly the way I had hoped it would. After what could maybe graciously be described as a emotional shitstorm um, to start the month, I decided to get sober. Um, I am now, at least as of the recording of this episode, 22 days uh, into my sobriety. And to be totally honest, I'm absolutely loving it. I would never presume to uh, pretend that I have some kind of answer and I would never start posturing as some kind of, you know, pseudo guru bullshit for, for, um, you know, doing what I did. But all I know is I needed a change and I made that change and I continue to reinvest in that change every day. And I feel extremely grateful for that. Making a choice like getting sober is something that is, um, really scary and really alienating. Um, and in the process, very lonely. I've had to basically completely reorder my social life and really re-examine how I was showing up and how I would like others to show up. And, you know, 22 days in, I obviously have no answers, but um, I do recognize that it has been both an extreme blessing and also um, extremely difficult to process. I guess all I can really say is if you're out there and you're listening and you're considering getting sober or you're trying to get, get sober or whatever it is, wherever you're at, you know, maybe you're drunk right now. That's fine. All of it's fine. Um, if you ever want a, 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 a friendly ear to just listen, I'm around. I'm not famous. I'm some guy. And I would love to hear from you. I'd love for you to tell me your story. And I would love to just um, give you the validation and the support that you might need. So um, always feel like you can reach out to me. I am around. You know, I, I hesitate to sort of bandy around a word like there's always hope. Because, you know, hope is something that we ascribe to the random happenings of the world. And if I've learned anything from my therapist, Scott, and all the talks we have, it's that there's no real meaning to life beyond what we choose to impose upon it after something's happened. So maybe, you know, listening to this, maybe you decide to reach out and maybe that holds all the meaning you want it to later. In turn, maybe it could be nothing. Who knows? You never know until you try. So why not give it a shot, right? The other big um, exciting development of the month is that, uh, in case you missed it, I have started a brand new poetry account on Instagram titled, Hey, Sorry I Missed You. Longtime readers of the Substack will probably recognize the title from a little failed experiment I tried out a couple months ago. What I've done is I've just sort of reappropriated the name for the account and um, have been putting up a poem every day. Currently, I am working through the highlights of one of my collections, First Dates with Pro Wrestlers, which I have been dragging my feet on editing and sending out to publishers. And at this point, I'm probably just going to self-publish so that I can just get it off my mind, but we will see. And I am spitting myself out. So let's double back to the start of that sentence. I've been posting poems every day and the reception has been incredible. And I just feel so blessed and supported and validated. And it's so much fun. 
and I'm just going to keep doing it because I'm just, I really enjoy sharing my writing. I love hearing um, what, what my writing means to other people, but I also, I just want to share things. I just want to, want to share little thoughts and little emotions and little moments and flashes. And if that resonates with you, all the better. So please feel free to give me a follow at Hey, sorry, I missed you on Instagram and um, send me a cheeky little like or tell me what poem you liked or say, hey, James, you're doing all right today. Anything at all. Just don't be a dick. How about that? That's my one caveat. OK, thank you. I've got tons more writing on the backlog. Um, I actually I still have continued to write at least a poem every day um, since I stopped posting a poem a day a couple of years ago. Um, so realistically, I've written a poem a day for over 10 years now. And so I have a very large backlog of writing that I'm going to be sharing on the account. I have other plans to add audio eventually, some video, all that cheeky multimedia influencer stuff that I pretend to not enjoy, but also am fundamentally um, beholden to and really want to add my two cents to. So Look out for that, and um, as always, don't be a dick. <laughs> but with that all out of the way, let's dive into the real reason for the system. <laughs> Say Halloween, which is the only lyric I can remember from a song I used to sing in French immersion elementary school and have no idea if it's even a real song or not, but it has been earwormed into my brain for 30 years. So a couple of weeks ago, I put out a call for questions on my Instagram, and I got an amazing response from tons of followers, and I have compiled them into a mega list of spooky questions that we are going to do our best to get through uh, in the next however long it takes. We're here till it's done, all right, people? So buckle up. <laughs> it's time for spooky questions and answers. <laughs> I still hate that, but I have yet to come up with anything better. So let's just let's just get to the first question, shall we? All right, here we go. Question number one: If you tried to fuck Freddy Krueger in your dreams, is he into it, or does he get super turned off? And I think that this is an incredible question, and I think it really um, begs deeper analysis that I don't know if I'm fully qualified for, but I'm going to try. I think what it really boils down to is how old are you? Because um, it's pretty strongly implied, and uh, I know in the in the remake, but it's sort of alluded to in the original as well that Freddy is probably a molester and so um i think if you tried to flip it on him um it would really boil down to are you um too old for it to be legal in which case he's definitely not into it this is a dark first question you know what we're gonna i'm gonna try and reel this one back because we've already gone off the deep end Several people asked me this. Have you ever had an experience with a ghost? And unfortunately, the answer has to be no. 
that's the end of my answer. No, <laughs> no. Um, no I've never really had um, a personal ghost experience. I've had spooky experiences. Um, living in Victoria, which is according to the goths that hang out in front of the McDonald's on Douglas Street, um, apparently Victoria is like one of the most haunted places in North America or something like that because of like the spirit vortex. Um, and, you know, we would do ghost tours and there was some spooky stuff and there was like a golf course near near uh one of the houses i lived in that uh some of my friends swore they saw like a lady in white one night and we went out there the next night and we were all on a lot of hallucinogens and um it was pitch black and i remember just being absolutely mortified uh we were trying to find our way back to the car and we couldn't see the road and uh then there was like a deer or something that uh definitely was more scared of us than we were scared of it but uh we just screamed and we're running everywhere and um yeah that wasn't fun but uh definitely not ghosty and then of course there was the summers i lived in barkerville another place that loves to uh lay claim to lots of ghosts which i unfortunately never um saw but heard lots of stories about but more than the ghosts up there People in in like the caribou love to talk about the fairies in the trees. Like it is the only place I've ever lived where a completely straight cis man in his mid fifties will look you dead in the eyes and tell you to watch out for the fairies in the forest because they love to play tricks on you and they love to get you lost and then they presumably eat you or have their way with you or whatever it is that they like to do out in the forest. And um, so I guess that's kind of spooky, right? But uh, yeah, sadly, I wish I could say I had seen a ghost. I would love to see a ghost. Um, I am of the school of thought, like Stanley Kubrick, that uh, even the most horrific ghost is a story of hope because it means that there must be something beyond this life. So I would love to believe that there are ghosts out there, but I personally have yet to actually find any tangible proof, sadly. Question number three, would you rather fuck a ghost or an alien? And I just, man, my my followers are thirsty. It is it is the Sahara out here, out here because you thirst, and I appreciate it. I'm here for it. Um, I would think a ghost because um, it's one of the things that makes no sense to me about things like Star Wars, Star Trek. These 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 people who. Uh, humans have sex with aliens and then they reproduce this new creature and that doesn't make any sense to me genetically speaking um, because it's it's my understanding that like different species can't breed so I don't get it also how would an intergalactic species develop the same genitals I'm not interested in just like putting my dick in things um, who knows what secretions and acids and yada yadas i saw alien way too young so i know what alien blood does to you know a spaceship let alone my soft gelatinous flesh um so i'm gonna go with ghost um they um uh, you know i've seen ghostbusters i i have seen dan Aykroyd roll his head into the back of his head from that ghost blowjob so i think that's uh that's that's where i want to go with that Next question, what makes you go bump in the night? And uh, if this was last month, I would have a very different answer. But uh, currently, what makes me go bump in the night is um, just like the yawning abyss of forever and imagining that uh, consciousness ends at death 
and that um, I am just this fleeting speck of consciousness that means nothing and will never mean anything and that uh, legacy and memory um, is a lie that we tell ourselves to sleep at night and that um, we are all just sort of callously tap dancing our way into oblivion when we could be spending this one chance at existence and awareness um, sort of taking in the the beauty and the majesty of reality, but instead we pay taxes and rent apartments in the furthest corners of the city so we can't actually see our friends as often as we want to, and then we have to, like, pay for Evos to be able to get anywhere. Spooky stuff. Spooky, spooky stuff. Next question. Have you ever had any telepathic or foreshadowing experiences you couldn't explain? And this one actually kind of, yes. So every once in a while, I've had this long, long time. Um, every once in a while, I'll like have a dream that will vaguely come true sometime in the near future after. It's always really mundane stuff. And that's always what makes me laugh the most about it. It's like I have latent telepathy, but it's really boring. It's like I predict I'm going to be walking up these stairs someday or I'm going to be standing on this corner at in front of this store or something just like really, really um, mundane, you know. But I, I've had it since since uh, like high school and I have done reading about it. And it is like it's a form of deja vu, which is basically just our brains firing wrong, which very likely is just interconnected with my ADHD. So it's almost certainly nothing to do with, you know, psychic energy and more to do with just my brain chemistry and the fact that it makes itself recognize things that it might not actually recognize and it creates the narrative within itself to say, oh, this must have been like that dream you had. But but who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'm magic. I'm I'm the amazing mundane seer. <laughs> Here's a little wild card question for you. Who was or is the actually scariest pro wrestling character? And this is a great question. I think everybody would default to like The Undertaker, right? That's the one everybody knows. Oh, it's The Undertaker. But honestly, who was scared of like an undead mortician? Nobody with his purple gloves and his big, huge bow tie. Come on, grow up. Especially when we now know that Mark Calloway, the guy who played him, is just like a raging racist. Like Mark Calloway's way scarier than The Undertaker ever was. Um, for me, the guy who's genuinely the scariest is Meng. Um, that guy um, in and out of the ring was just this behemoth and he apparently would just like fight six real drunk guys at a time and like not get a scratch on him and um, just just uh, the uh, just a terrifying man who would uh, be able to do anything he wanted to me if he so chose. Question number, where are we at? Six? I don't know. I've lost track. Um, this is a fun one. You're trapped in a panic room for 48 hours while maniacs roam the streets. Who's with us? And what I love the most about this question is that the person who asked it assumed that they're in the panic room with me. And that's your first mistake. Because if I'm getting to a panic room, I'm not waiting for anyone. Okay? I am in there and I'm hitting the button. There's no, come on, hurry, you can make it. None of that. Absolutely not. 
I get in that room and I, the first thing I'm doing is I'm hitting that panic button and we're done. And if you didn't make it, bully for you. You should have run faster. You have to understand, I am the third child. So um, to potentially inappropriately quote Kendrick Lamar, you know, all my life I had to fight, okay? So um, I just, like, I had to fight to get a bite of my birthday cake, <laughs> you know? There's no way I'm waiting for other people to get to the panic room. Come on, grow up. That being said, if you made it there first, please wait for me. That would be great. I'm trying. I don't run very well. My cardio is not what it used to be. I've been vaping again, and it is not doing my lungs any favors. So practice what I don't preach or say I would do. Instead, just do the opposite and look out for me, okay? Because I'm just baby. Next choice, one that uh, we spent countless hours debating in university, weapon of choice during a zombie apocalypse. And I think I am much more into the idea of like a sort of like a mid-range thing. Um, I don't want like, I'm not like cool guy with knives or swords, um, but I'm also like, I've never shot a gun in my life. So there's no way I'm going to be like, oh yeah, give me a gun. Like, no, I'd be useless. I would shoot myself before I hit anyone else. Um, so I think I would just follow in the path of my personal favorite and the inarguably best Ninja Turtle, Donatello. And I would just get a really big bow staff because that way you could kind of like hip, hip, hip. And you could like kind of keep them away from you, you know, um, but then you could also and you could kind of bop them if you needed to, you know, so it's very versatile, you know, a big stick. Right. Um, I think that's what I'm going with. Maybe it could be some kind of light metal. Maybe I could put like cool spikes on it or something like that. But I think a bow staff um, or just like a big old stick. I think that's what I'm going with. Yeah. And uh, at the same time, too, I will die very early if. Uh, something like that were to occur. I don't think I'd even fight to survive. If if the world was burning down with a zombie apocalypse, there's no way I'd want to survive in that. I like fast food too much. I love creature comforts of this North American fall of empire way too much to be like, no, I got to fight for survival. I got to put a bandana on, put chains on my jacket. No way. Absolutely no way. If I see the zombies coming, I am jumping off a balcony as fast as possible because there's just there's there's no chance for me to survive. And um I just I don't I don't want that kind of life, Dad. Okay. Wow, I am manic recording this, and uh I really want to thank you all for bearing with my like dysregulated autistic voices coming out all over the place. <laughs> Okay, so this next question I think is asking what's scarier. It says, seeing a shower curtain that is fully drawn or closing a medicine cabinet that is, that is a mirror. And I think what they're meaning is what's scarier. And for me personally, um, I'm terrified of both. Um, the, the, the tried and true jump scare of they're not behind you, you open the mirror, you close the mirror, they're behind you, you know, the violins, whatever, go. Um, I hate it every fucking time. Every fucking time it gets me. No ifs, ands, or buts. I am a highly gaslightable person, and that is one of those instances that I will fall for every single time. Um, at the same time, though, the shower curtain image scarred me younger. 
because I saw the made-for-TV remake of The Shining when I was way too young. And um, there's a scene where Jack Torrance goes into the whatever the suite is with the woman and he's checking it out. And, um, you know, he pulls the shower curtain open or close or whatever it is. And then he's looking around and then it pulls itself shut and he goes running and it traumatized me. To this day, I am so fucking scared of closed shower curtains. I will literally, whether it's at my bathroom, at other people's bathrooms, I don't care if your preference is to have a closed um, shower curtain. If I'm in that bathroom and I'm peeing, I am opening that shower curtain because you cannot stop me and you cannot convince me that there isn't a terrifying old lady ghost just waiting to smooch me and then laugh at me. And um, I won't be taking any further criticisms about that at this time. Next question. Jason is after you. Do you run upstairs, run outside, hide in a closet, or go on the attack? My answer, none of them. I lay down and I wait for him to step on my head because there is no way I'm beating Jason Voorhees. There just isn't. I have seen the entire series many times over. And let me tell you, I don't survive Friday the 13th, okay? They love to kill queer people. They love to kill nerdy people. They love to kill skinny people. They love to kill sexy people. And... I'm all those things. So um, there's just there's just no way I survive. Jason is gunning for me, okay? He comes out, he's coming out of his lake, you know, and he sees me and he's just like, you. Like, there's no way I'm first. It's like Hulk Hogan at a WrestleMania just being like, you, you know, like I'm done. There's a, why would I expend, once again, coming back to cardio, why would I tire myself out when I know I'm going to die? I might as well just lean back and let it happen. Whatever. Next question. Do you believe in urban legends? Um, Yes and no. Um, I think that lots of these stories end up having kernels of truth, but also I think that in the age of the internet, it is so easy to proliferate, um, lies. Um, you know, take for instance, the, the whole thing about, um, you know, on average, a human eats however many number of spiders you've heard, uh, while they're sleeping, that story was literally created by a teacher who was trying to prove to their class that you could make up stories and it would proliferate really quickly on the internet. You don't like how the fuck would anyone ever measure how many people you how many spiders you eat on average, right? Like the second you actually pick it apart, you're like, oh yeah, that's ridiculous. But we we pass it along, you know, it's merely Manson. He had his 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 ribs removed so he could suck his own dick. Pass it on, right? Like it's just there's there's definitely um kernels of truth within some of these and i would love to think that some of them have reality but they're more just i i really like fun stories i love urban legends i love the movie series i love the actual stories i just love good short stories um my adhd just cannot handle long stories so short stories like that chef's kiss baby um do i believe them no do i love them fundamentally next question we got three more what is your ultimate scare? Zombies? Spiders? Unseen presence? Isolation? Madness? Dolls? Etc. And I think that I am most afraid of the idea 
that love is not enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was just a, it's a really subtle reference to Major Briggs from Twin Peaks. And uh, I had to sneak it in there somewhere. Uh, no, let's see. What is my ultimate scare? I think true, genuine nihilism is the stuff that scares me most. Movies like Funny Games or those kinds of movies that are just like utterly devoid of any kind of hope. I think that's the stuff that really messes with me deepest. Just that that intrinsic fear that nothing means anything but in in the dark direction. You know, I like that therapeutically to sort of remove the pressure of, of these internalized shame cycles I have. But when you look at it from a horror stance, that can be just utterly terrifying and i think that when when you know human behavior is framed as like there's no hope ever and nothing exists beyond the uh the the, the vacuum of the abyss that's the stuff that really messes me up um the other one is the idea of infinity or eternity that messes me up i i i've talked about it i think in the past i know i wrote about it in that book but um I, I since I was a child, I've had this like reoccurring sort of like pre-dream. Like I never actually dream it, but I'll often see it as I'm falling asleep. And it's this like vision of just this like endless desert and there's like dead mountains in the distance and there's one dead tree kind of at the center and it's just kind of blowing. And to me, that's like that's eternity. And there's it's all dead and it's silent and it's just it's just nothing. And that goes on forever and it just it, it warps my brain you know it's like the idea of teaching a cow english like it's just something i cannot comprehend and that terrifies me right down into my bones an ultimate question here are you dressing up this year and what is your proudest costume um yes technically i'm dressing up um but i i didn't go out this weekend i'm not going out for the the day itself um, but what I did was I put on my skeleton suit that I bought years ago and have always meant to, to use as like a Donnie Darko outfit. Um, and instead I went as uh, slutty Mark Marin because of my mustache and hair and glasses dressed up as Phoebe Bridgers. So I just kind of wore the, I wore that around my apartment for like a half hour and then I took it off because I needed to pee and, uh, that was my costume. Um, in terms of proudest, I think there's two. One was uh, when I was a kid, my mom made a homemade Batman costume and it had it, it was perfect. She had done like yellow sticky paint for the for the six pack and it had a utility belt and it even had like little underwear that went over the tights and everything had the yellow embossing. So it looked just like a Michael Keaton Batman costume. And I must have worn that like six Halloweens in a row because um, it was I was just I was Batman. It was perfect. And I would wear it. I mean, I wouldn't wear it just for Halloween. I would just wear it around the house. And um, I loved it. I loved that costume so much. I hope it's safe somewhere. I have no idea where it would be. But I really, really hope that it is out there somewhere because it was the greatest costume. Um, in terms of, like, modern-day adult costumes, mm, I think uh, well, one year in Calgary, I went as uh, Coach Taylor from uh, Friday Night Lights. I had, like, a, a custom-made uh east dylan hat made and i got the blazer and i was practicing my one more time clear ass full hearts 
can't lose, you know? And I just, uh, and I, I mean, I've lost it. I haven't watched that show in years, but I was really proud of that costume. I had a lot of fun that night. And uh, yeah, I think, I think Coach Taylor, ain't it good to be the coach, you know? Um, that was, uh, I think that was my, my, my proudest adult costume. And we have come to the end. The very last question, can you dance the Monster Mash? And... You know, I realize this has been memefied recently in recognition that the song The Monster Mash isn't actually the song The Monster Mash. It's a song talking about monsters listening to The Monster Mash. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if I can dan dance The Monster Mash uh, because I don't know what it is. I, as far as I can remember, they never actually describe the dance moves. But if it is just doing the mash as a monster, then theoretically I could. But unfortunately, um, unlike most of these answers, I can't give you a confident yes or no. And I have to just leave it to the ether of, you know, the, the multiverse. Uh, somewhere in existence, there is a version of me that, yes, can confidently say he can dance the monster mash. But also there's an infinite number that can give you the exact opposite. So um, I would like to think I could, but who knows? That is such a jerk off answer <laughs> but that is it that is the halloween spooktacular questions and answers in the can thank you so much for listening um i wanted to wrap up this episode with something a little special my friend rachel showed me this song recently and i absolutely adored it i know it's from a couple years ago maybe you've heard it maybe you haven't who knows it's called friends by francis featuring bon Iver. And the way that I get around using copyright is that I use it to set the mood for an episode. So I'm going to talk over it a little bit before we get to the actual main song. But uh, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please be sure to sign up for the weekly Substack. Every Wednesday, you're going to get a brand new update straight into your inbox. It's got new writing, new poetry, a new playlist for the week, along with tons of other goodies. It's a ton of fun. I've been loving doing it. I've been getting great reception. And uh, I think you're going to love it. So be sure to sign up for that in the show notes. Other than that, I got nothing else. So I hope to catch you back here next week with a brand new episode. But I'm not going to worry about that now. And neither should you. Because that is then. And this is now. And right now is Halloween. So go out there. Be safe. Enjoy yourself. And remember, I love you. And I will see you soon. Fun and safety, sweeties.